In Mark 6, 55, scripture says that they scurried about the countryside to bring the sick to Jesus. Good morning, Christian America. Are we willing to scurry about to bring others to Christ so that others may be healed, so that others may realize the glory of Christ? Are we willing to give that of ourselves? Scripture says that we should. Jesus says that we should. Scripture says that when we do this, there will be much value added to the community. Let's talk about that this Monday as we get our week started off right. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort. That's the Christian American revitalization effort. You can take those words in as exactly how it sounds. Christians who love Christ and who put Christ first, who are Americans that are living in this country, because if we don't fix ourselves, we can't fix anyone else. If we can't fix and lead ourselves in our own country, then we can never lead the rest of the world as we have we've been called to. Revitalization. We seek to revitalize the faith across this land, uh, and that is the effort in which we partake in. We do that in, the, in three ways. We try to inspire, inform, and educate you guys in a series of different ways. One, through this podcast. Two, through uh, issues and news articles that concern Christians across this land. We post them on a variety of social media platforms. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Parler. Um, we have a YouTube channel. This podcast, the Christian American uh, the Good Morning Christian America podcast. We also have ChristianAmericanTees.com where you can go out. If you're, I know there's a lot of apprehension, but in society today, especially about expressing our faith, especially if you are strong in your faith, it's hard to be strong in your faith in the secular world that we live in. We want to change that. We want to revert that back to a day where Christians can stand proud in our nation, that we can speak boldly on behalf of our Lord and Savior. We have no uh, quorums. We are unapologetic. We are unabashed by our faith because we know the truth. We know the way. We know the life that we should be living. That life, friends, is in Jesus. It's found in Jesus. It's following his example. We shouldn't be shy about that. We should be open about that. We should be exuberant about that. Jesus didn't tell us to keep it to ourselves. Jesus didn't tell us to keep it bottled up in a church, to be keep it bottled up inside your house, to keep it bottled up amongst the few. No, he said to go make believers of all nations. He said to go spread the good news. He will send his spirit down upon us so that we would then take his spirit to the rest of the world to make believers of all nations. And that message, my friends, has grown from 11 apostles locked in a room on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit comes down upon them to traverse the entire world. It's made you who you are today. It's made this nation what it is today because this nation was built on the idea 
that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, that God created man in his image. And through that image means that we are all created equal, that we all have value, that we all have a spark of divinity within us. If we bottle that up, if we hide it, if we conceal it, we are doing a disservice to Jesus who granted us this information. He who has granted us this power, who has granted us this inspiration, this education, this information that we know that we must take to the world. We must do so so that we can make believers of nations, but also to the believers in the community that we can reinforce their faith, that we can grow in faith, that we can grow stronger as a community in faith. We must provide confidence to others so that they too can speak out, so that they too can be grounded with their feet shod in the gospel as Paul so eloquently says in Ephesians 6. So that's why we come to you today. It's why we come to you every Monday and every Friday to give you a taste of scripture unadulterated so that I will show it to you. I will read it to you. And that way there's no misunderstandings about what's being discussed. We can have opinions. That's fine, but it's not the truth. It's opinion. We can have recollections. That's fine, but that's not the truth. What we cannot do, which has happened so often these days amongst a community of believers is that people want to pick and choose about what scripture says uh, and pay attention to certain passages, but then disregard other passages because it didn't fit their ideology. It doesn't fit their way of living, which is probably outside of what the Christian community should be living. They don't want to hear the hard truth sometimes. And so what's important is that we take it from beginning to end. We go in a sequential order. We give you scripture and so, so that there's no arguing about what it actually says, what Jesus actually says, what he teaches, what he did, the example that he set and the message that he gives to us. And what you take and what I take from the words, what may be different, but what should never be different is to argue about what is actually taking place. And so that's what we try to do here on this podcast every Monday. We're continuing today through the through the Gospel of Mark. We're on chapter six, at the end of chapter six. If you followed us in the previous uh, few weeks, what you've realized is that Jesus is walking on water. Jesus is driving out demons. Jesus is sending out and shaping and molding his apostles so that they are going to be prepared once he is resurrected and he ascends to heaven that they will be ready and willing and able to take the message of his ministry out into the world luckily thank god that we have his revelation easily accessible in a variety of different languages that is easily read so that we too can follow the message of Jesus, that we can understand his ministry so that he can speak to us where we are intellectually, emotionally, psychologically, physically, mentally, so that we can gain some sort of peace, some sort of knowledge, some sort of understanding of our own lives and where we want to see ourselves, where we fit in, where God has destined for us. And so that's why we come to you today for all of those things. And all of those things, all of those lines of effort are dedicated to one 
overarching goal, and that is to revitalize the Christian faith across this nation. Because believe me, friends, when I tell you that the lack of faith and the destruction of faith and the manipulation of faith is the reason we have so many severe problems within our society. It's the reason we have so many divisions, even amongst the church. It's the reason that we have so many confused individuals that are inhabiting our society. It's because either they don't know, they've never known, or they've lost their faith. And it's that faith that must ground us. That's that faith in Jesus that brings us back home. It's that faith that gives us strength. It's that faith, friends, that gives us the ability to take on the evils of the world. It's that faith in which strong men and women stand up to the wrongdoings, stand up to the wicked, to stand up to what is morally bad in the name of the gospel, in the name of what is good, in the name what is righteous, in the name above all names. And that is Jesus, friends. So without further ado, and I want to be respectful of everyone's time this Monday morning, I'd ask you to turn your Bible to the the Gospel of Mark chapter 6. And we're going to start today on verse 53, the healings at Gesineret. Verse 53 says, after making the crossing, so he's crossing the river. He is just walking on water previously uh, in, in the Sea of Galilee. And so he they're, they're coming across uh, to land. This is where we pick up. So in 53, it says, after making the crossing, they came to the land of Gesineret and they tied up there. As they were leaving the boat, people immediately recognized him, him being Jesus. They scurried about the country or surrounding country and began to bring in the sick on the mats to wherever they heard he was. Whatever villages or towns or countryside he entered, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged that they might touch only a tassel of his cloak. And as many as touched it were healed. Friends, this is a short passage at the end of Mark. I bring it to you today because I told you we start at the beginning and we're going to work our way through. It's important to understand the context of which these parables, these stories, these teachings, these uh, acts of kindness and generosity and miracles take place. They, they take place um, in a sequential order. That way we don't get confused jumping back and forth. We follow scripture as, as it's supposed to be. The message here today, you see that Jesus has been on the boat. He just saved his his apostles who were afraid, caught in the windstorms. He's walking out on the water. He quiets the, the wind. He quiets the waves. He tells them not to be afraid. You're with Jesus, not to be afraid. You shouldn't be afraid when you're with Jesus. When you're a follower of Christ, there's no way you should be afraid. You should be outspoken. That, my friends, is the point in which you should be least afraid. Those who should be afraid are the ones who don't know Jesus. Those who should be afraid are the ones that have never known Jesus, that have turned away from Jesus. Even worse, that have turned away from Jesus once knowing him. When you're with Jesus, you shouldn't be afraid. So following that episode, they get to this, they get to land and the stories and the tales of what Jesus has been doing 
have made their way around the countryside. He is so famous. He is so well known. The deeds that he's been doing have uh, the majority of people have found out through their own conversations when they hear that he's coming he might not even be there but it's but scripture says where they heard that he was they're bringing people so and this is a crucial aspect of this passage scripture says that when the people hear about jesus coming they don't just run to jesus right they don't just seek him themselves they're not just selfish or so self-centered that they want Jesus all to themselves. Jesus is performing miracles. Jesus is healing people. Jesus is driving out demons. Jesus is raising the dead. Jesus is doing all these wonderful things. Of course, I want to be in it. Of course, I want to be there. Of course, I want healing. Of course, I want peace. Of, of course, I want abundance of life. Of course, I want all this goodness that Jesus has. But scripture says they don't just run to him. Scripture says that the people who believe in him, his followers, they do what? They scurry about the surrounding country and begin to bring the sick to Jesus. They're so selfless that they don't run for themselves they go grab the people who are sick and suffering worse than them and they bring them to Jesus. What an idea. What an idea for the followers of Christ to know well enough that it's not just about me. Yes, I have individual salvation. Yes, I have to have a personal relationship with Christ. Yes, my deeds, my beliefs, my faith determine what does not really determine, but grant me access to Jesus. The faith that I have grants me access to Jesus. It's his mercy and grace that will either accept me or he won't. But these people, not only do they believe in Jesus, so much so, that they're willing to go grab their friends. They're willing to go grab their family. They're willing to go grab their countrymen and bring them to Jesus. They recognize the ones who cannot get to Jesus on their own and they go make it happen. Those, my friends, are disciples of Christ. Those are ev evangelicals. Those are evangelists. Those are the ones who are spreading the gospel. They are quite literally bringing people to Jesus himself. Now, Jesus doesn't walk this earth today, but he is in every church. He is in every small group. He is in every men's conference. He's in every uh, family counseling. Jesus says that where two or more are gathered in my name, I will be there. Are we grabbing people who we know need Jesus and bringing them to Jesus? Are we seeking out the sick? Are we seeking out the lonely? Are we seeking out the lost, the lost sheep? The one from the 99 who's been lost? Are we going out and finding them to bring them back to Jesus? Are we taking a page out of these followers' books when they recognize Jesus in their midst? And they are not only so excited for themselves, but yet 
they're self-aware enough to know that there are people other than themselves who could benefit even more from time with Jesus. So much, just, just a touch of his tassel, just a touch of his cloak, and that they would be healed. Are we doing that? Are we seeking out good works? Are we bringing people to Christ who we know needed? Are we seeking out the ones who are left behind, the ones who are forgotten, the ones who have been underserved, the ones who have been marginalized, the ones who have been ostracized, the ones who have been criticized? Are we missing, are we leaving out people who have been, who have changed their lives, but society still calls them who they used to be? Are we forgetting the prisoners? Are we forgetting the hungry? Are we forgetting the thirsty? Are we forgetting the lonely? Are we forgetting the elderly? Are we forgetting the unborn? The people who need Jesus the, the most in their lives so that they too can experience the greatness of our Lord. There's something for you to think about this Monday as you traverse the world this week, as you spend time with your family and friends, as you interact with the world this Monday through Friday, think about what you can be doing, who you could be bringing to Christ. If you are a follower of his, if you are a disciple of his, if you claim to be a Christian in this nation, are you so selfish that you want Jesus for yourself? Or are you willing and able and have enough of his spirit within you? you to bring others who don't know him, never known him, or may have turned away from him back to him. Let's do that. Let's do that this week. I'm asking you, I'm begging you, and I'm pleading for you to seek out the good works, to seek out the left behind that you can bring to Christ. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, if you like this message, if you like what we're trying to do here, if you support what we're trying to do here, we ask for your participation. We don't ask for donations. We ask for your participation. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. Subscribe to this Rumble channel. Like and share this content on all the social media platforms. If you're listening to this on the audio-only podcast, if you're listening to this on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, share this on your social media platform. Share this on your profile. Let people know that you believe in Jesus, that you believe in Christ, that you put him at the forefront of your life. You're not perfect. You're never going to be. But that doesn't mean you're not trying to do what is right all the time. And though we fail, it's important we try. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Friday, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Have a blessed week. Good morning, Christian America.